1: Hey, this is Mike Hyatt, and you're listening to The Bourbon Road. Listeners, we got a pretty special guest on. Uh, we've known him for a couple of years now. Um, you've heard about his products on our podcast over and over and over, and we kept promising to have him on, but today we finally got, we locked him in, we got Kevin Holly from Seldom Seen Farms up in Ohio. Kevin, welcome to The Bourbon Road, brother.
0: Hey, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. So we met you
0: at the bourbon festival
1: a couple of years ago, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a couple of years ago down in, uh, yeah. Down in Bardstown there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We just finished up the 2022 festival. You weren't there this year, but you had other festivals going on. It's, it's always a busy season for you, right?
0: Yeah, it is for sure. And everybody I think is trying to get that prime weekend for, uh, for for all their shows and everything and they keep switching them around so unfortunately these ones overlapped with a couple other things i had going on so um i was out of town for partial partial week that week and then i had a huge show here locally so i decided to to stay there
1: well if you if you save on that travel that that surely is understandable well kevin let's talk about um you know we everybody knows how we met you and stuff um they know about your syrup but let's let's tell everybody about seldom seen farms
0: Yeah. So seldom seen farm kind of, uh, happened by accident the way it's turned out now. Um, we actually started, we bought the farm 15 years ago. It's 60 acres here in Mountainville, Ohio. Um, we had livestock originally. And the reason we bought the farm was for my wife's horse. She had, we had six horses at the time and one of her horses, uh, was like terminally ill. And we figured we'd just buy the farm, let the horse kind of live out its life. And when we bought the farm, uh, the horse got better when it came here. So there must've been something at the other property it was at, um, you know, we treated it right. And he lived for about another eight years after we moved here and we got the name of the farm because his, his barn name is Joe, but his registered name with the state is seldom seen. So we, we bought the farm for him to live out his career. And, uh, we just said, Hey, let's just stick with seldom seen farm and just keep it going and then we uh you know we we were done with horses and then we kind of moved into cattle for a while um that wasn't the best route for us to go and we ended up doing maple syrup full time
1: maple syrup they're not not everybody gets into maple syrup right that's (laughs) that's an oddity it's kind of a sticky business Um, it is for sure yeah well before we go any further um I forgot to mention, I know our listeners are like, man, these guys can drink whiskey on the show. Yeah, <laughs> we are the podcast that drinks whiskey on our show. So uh kind of celebrate and we'll talk about it in the second half. But I am sipping on a, one of my favorite bottles of all time from New Riff. Um, it is their Red Turkey Wheat Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Um, for people that don't know what red turkey wheat is, it's uh one of America's great enduring wheat varieties, dating back to the 1870s. Uh, it was really common across the country. Uh, it is preserved today by artisan bakers and distillers and farmers uh, who care about flavor. So that's what I'm. Everybody knows I love a little bit of wheat. Um, a, a lot of people might not know this though that. This kind of wheat, red turkey wheat, is really good for making pizza. Um, So if you didn't know this, this is aged at least five years. This has a mash bill of 70% corn, 25% red turkey wheat, and 5% malted barley. What are you sipping on there, Kevin?
0: Mm, Nice, nice. I picked up a uh, bottle of New roof Single Barrel. It's 103 proof uh barrel number 8202 that's cool and it is aged at least four years so i don't know what the actual age statement is on this barrel but uh we know it's four years
1: well that sounds pretty delicious any single barrel you know and what's the proof
0: on that one that is 103 proof nice nice so
1: this red turkey weed is a hundred proofer um you know it's a bottled in bond which Is super rare. You don't see a whole lot of weeded bourbons that are bottled and bond out there. So new riff hats off to you and we'll get into some new riff, uh, on the second half where I've made a cocktail with you, some of your product, but let's keep talking about, uh, seldom seen farm, right? How many maple trees do you have on that place?
0: So I guess going way back, um, I started as a hobby. It was, I started with 10 trees. Uh, literally cooking it on a turkey fryer about 10 years ago. Um, now, it's, it's, we're doing a huge expansion right now, and we're adding uh, two sections of woods up the road that we're leasing. Uh, we'll have about between 3,500 and 4,000 of our own trees. And then we custom boil for another guy who brings us sap because um, he doesn't have an evaporator in the whole setup, and he has about 2,500 more. So this year, we should be in the 5,000-ish range total. So it's a, it's a pretty big jump from the past couple of years. And it's, it's a lot of, a lot of syrup to process.
1: And you, you know, I'm sure when you first started out it was just buckets hanging on trees,
0: right? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was all buckets. Um, that's definitely not the way to go. It's kind of a pain. Uh, it's very, very labor intensive, but it's good for a hobby, hobby guy that wants to do it. Now we are on all tubing. So I guess to explain it, it's like Plumbing, outdoor plumbing is basically what it is like in your house. Um, it's a huge spider web of miles and miles of tubing. I think I have about between 10 and 11 miles of tubing right now installed, ready to go. And we're going to be adding more in the next few years. So, Wow,
1: that's just crazy. And does the temperature have to be a certain temperature to get that sap out of the tree?
0: Yeah. So the, the, the for the people that aren't familiar with it, our, our maple season here in Northeast Ohio is uh, pretty much the months of February and March. And that's about it. We have a, between a six and eight week window to make all of our syrup. And we need freezing nights and warm days. So if it's like 25 degrees at night, 40 degrees during the day, that's that's ideal for us.
1: Nice. Now, how so 5,000 trees, how much like, um, it's not sap. What, what, mm-hmm. what do you call it?
0: Yeah, when it comes out of the tree, it's sap. Uh, it's like a watery consistency. It's it, it looks like water, and it's about 2% sugar. So there's a very, very small amount of sugar in that, and we test that just with a hydrometer. Um, pure maple syrup is 67% sugar. So we have to get rid of all that water in between those two numbers.
1: How much, uh, how much sap do you get all out of those 5,000 trees?
0: So in a typical day, like on a good day, you can get anywhere between three and five gallons of sap per day out of one tree. Out of one tree, and well, that's not—I guess not per day, but per event. So every time it freezes at night and warms up during the day, you can get up to five gallons of sap per day per event per tree. So you can say it would be twenty to twenty-five thousand gallons of sap per day.
1: Good lord! I didn't think, I didn't <laughs> think it was—that's was a lot of sap. Yeah, that's like yeah. A, I
0: mean. That's it's, like a milk ca- cow. <laughs> it is it's crazy it's it's astonishing the numbers um and the processing rates and everything. We're trying to be as efficient as possible. so like right now we can process about twenty five hundred gallons of sap per hour. so even on a good day, we have about ten hours of of processing and boiling, so it's it's quite the quite the feat.
1: So, you get the sap out of the tree, you got all these tubes like running through the forest, like a yep. connect set uh out there in the middle of the woods, just trees just bubbling crude out of' them, themselves, right You oh, get yeah. the sap and then it goes to your uh your barn. what do you call your barn is that where you boil stuff down right?
0: yeah, we call it the sugar house uh we have a timber frame sugar house on our property that we built uh, a few years ago, and the cool thing about our sugar house is it's all wood pegged and all the wood came from our property. I logged it all myself. Um, and we raised it, a bunch of us friends raised it like an old fashioned barn raising by hand with no cranes or anything. And we did it on a Saturday. We were, we, we started at 7. AM and we were done by about noon. We were drinking beer and eating pizza at noon. So it was, uh, it was quite the experience and it's, it's a pretty cool building.
1: I just, I am so fascinated that you did all that. And I remember growing up as a kid, um, there was these big concrete rock troughs and they would put sap in there and boil it down. Um, Mm -hmm. and they also did sorghum molasses too, which is almost the same, I guess the same concept, right?
0: Yeah, it is sorghum. Uh, they do it a lot more down South, uh, because they don't have the maple trees and the consistency. So I think that's just like the alternative sweetener, right? Um,
1: or corn corn syrup too is another way you'll see them corn, take and yep. it's not actually corn it's the corn stalks um, that they crush and the the sap runs out of that and then they boil it down and and make a sugar a syrup same thing with sugar cane right you know yep. people might just think some sugar comes out of the cane but that is not the case they they cut that down and they put it through this, uh, I don't know. It, it squeezes the hell out of it, presses it down and it squeezes all the sap out. But nature's doing that for you with these trees though. Right. It just yeah overnight it freezes and then it warms up and then it releases that sap.
0: Yeah. Basically what we're doing is, uh, it, the trees are coming out of dormancy in the spring. So all the sap is in the roots of the tree. And when the tree is trying to wake up, it's trying to form its leaves Uh, so what we're doing is we're just stealing just a little bit of that sap from the, from the tree. And, and that's where we get our syrup from. It doesn't harm the tree in any way. We only take about like, like two and a half percent of the sap needed for the tree to, to survive and to form its leaves. So it's no different than like somebody going to the doctor and giving blood or just doing like a, like a diabetes check or something. It's just, it's a very, very small amount. (laughs) Yeah, but people with diabetes don't need your syrup. <laughs> they don't. They definitely do not. They definitely
1: do not. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it anyways. So, let's I'm sure the listeners are like, "What the hell does this have to do with bourbon?" Well, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, listeners, and I I guarantee you Kevin has something to do with bourbon. So, let's talk about that, Kevin. Yep. How does your maple syrup connect to bourbon?
0: So the bourbon and maple industries are starting to come more and more together. Um, There is such a huge, huge calling now for like finished bourbons. And what we're doing is we're getting a lot of the barrels from different distilleries around the country and we're aging our syrup in them. Uh, And then we're giving our barrels back to these distilleries and they're making maple finished bourbon. And the sweetness with the bourbon, I think people are just eating it up. They just absolutely love these maple finished bourbons.
1: Yeah. I can think of a couple of different ones I've had. Speaking of one of the places you're in, you're actually in new riff, right? And you're doing a collaboration with them.
0: Yeah, we are in new riff. Uh, currently they sell our syrup there every day in the gift shop. And we, we source most of our barrels from new riff. They're, they're fairly close to us here in Ohio. It's about a four hour trip. And, uh, yeah we they have great barrels that we source probably monthly from them, so
1: so you, you take in, you're dumping all the you dump it in the syrup in there into the barrel, and how long do you let that sit in there and stew?
0: So we age our syrup anywhere depending on what the customer is looking for, anywhere from three to twelve months. So we have like a mini rick house built and a cooler here built on our property that we store everything, we rotate the barrels frequently. And, uh, we age it depending on what the customer is looking for. Usually the distilleries want something a little store a little stronger or at the bourbon festivals, they want something stronger. So we do a nine to 12 month for them and the local crowd, um, just at craft shows and stuff, they want like a three to four month age.
1: Yeah. You know, we're like that oh, yeah. nine month old syrup right there. That stuff is delicious. So do you put 56 gallons or 53 gallons into the barrel? Yeah. How do you what do you do?
0: Yeah, we use all 53 gallon barrels. Um, we can't get our hands on anything smaller really right now. It's very difficult to get like a 15 or a, or a 30 gallon barrel or 35s. I think they use. So fifty threes are ideal for us. Uh, it takes a lot of syrup to fill them, but, um, we have the customers, thank God that, that allow us to do it. So
1: yeah, so you let it age for nine months, um, and I'm sure you're up there thinking the same thing that the distilleries think. That's just liquid assets right there for you, right?
0: It is. It's a tough pill to swallow at first. You know, getting started was was my biggest issue. Was okay, how much are people going to want next year? I think that all the distilleries have this issue. Is what's the forecast look like for the next 12, 12 to to four years, twelve months to four years, and how much should I put away because like you can't rush that process and if you're out you're out so we we were fortunate enough to take a lot of our of our profits and just dump it back into syrup get syrup get barrels and and age a lot right now we have anywhere between 30 and 50 barrels always aging um you could do the math on how many gallons that is but that's a lot of maple syrup and luckily i was still working full-time at my government job when i started aging so it kind of let me get ahead which was awesome very fortunate for that
1: so when you is there any angel share with that or does it does that syrup like seal up the barrel
0: yeah the syrup kind of seals up the barrel but i mean no matter what you can't get it all out when it it soaks into the staves we i think we have about a 10 to 15% loss typically and no matter how much you let these things drain down, you just, you can't get it all out. And some barrels do leak. Uh, so I have to rotate them, but I mean, sometimes I'll walk out into the, into the barn and there'll be, you know, two or three gallons of syrup on the floor. Oh the man. Bre- I know it breaks my heart, but there's nothing you can do. You know, you can't constantly monitor them and, and it is what it is, I guess, is how the saying goes.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it, it kind of is. If that's the an angel share. Somebody's got to get that angel share out of there. Um, yeah. And that, to me, that's still kind of cool that there, there is uh, some coming out of there. Now, when you get the barrels, is there any bourbon left in those barrels?
0: Yeah, sometimes there is. If you uh, like, if I get them on like a Friday and don't fill them to a Monday, there's always a little bit of liquid splashing around in there.
1: What do you do with it?
0: I uh, I I dump it out and uh, enjoy it. I I put it through coffee (laughs) filters. I have my own. I actually have my own uh, infinity bottle of honest to god of bourbon that I've dumped out of barrels and really. I put I I put through coffee filters, and it's always one twenty five proof. You know, because that's what most distilleries put into the barrels one twenty five. So you uh, you filter that, and it's it's strong. I mean, it'll it tastes good though. It's a mixture of. Of everybody's barrels so i you know there's no i don't know what the what the mash bills are of them but it tastes great
1: you gotta you gotta bring some of that uh down to bourbon on the bank so we can try that that Heck that go. sounds good right there i you Heck know go. you know me and jim we both love uh, a little bit of cast strength um it's always uh that's the to us that's the best way to drink bourbon right there
0: oh yeah i definitely took my breath away the first time i did it it was uh it was overwhelming so no, it's good though. It's definitely good. So,
1: so besides New Riff, what's some other distilleries that you've uh, started working with?
0: Yeah, so we are uh, we're in quite a few distilleries right now. Uh, we're in New Riff, obviously. Mystic Farm and Distillery in uh, Durham, North Carolina. We are in Pine Bluffs Distilling in Pine Bluffs, Wyoming. Uh, Leapers Fork, Franklin, Tennessee, and we are shipping actually tomorrow. I just got tomorrow to treaty Oak distilling in in dripping Springs and we are fulfilling an order very, very shortly for our newest one is the Bard distillery. They are in uh, Western Kentucky and Graham, Graham, Kentucky.
1: Wow. So you're getting across nation. Uh, you mentioned treaty Oak down in Texas, down in dripping mm-hmm. Springs, Texas. Um, you know, It's no uh, surprise that if we work with a distillery, um, we love, we absolutely love, and they ask us, hey, do you know any products or do you know anything that we should be doing? And one of the first names that come to mind every time is you, Kevin, I, uh, you know. I'm your one of your greatest champions when it comes to to making sure your products out there because I want whiskey drinkers to experience what I'm drinking, and we're actually going to talk about a cocktail I made because it's it's fall already, right? Last it is. last week was the first day of fall, and uh, I made a cocktail just for fall. So, well, listeners, stay with us. We're going to talk about an event that's coming up this weekend that you still have a chance to drive on down to. You can meet Kevin. uh, You can meet us. uh, You can get a crap ton of his product and take it home with you. Uh, You probably get a cocktail there made with his product. Uh, We want you to experience that. Heck, we might even have some of that cocktail with us at our tent. So uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. Man, Jim, you know what I've really been enjoying lately? Oh, you're going to tell me. Some of that seldom seen farms maple syrup that's been aged in bourbon barrels. It is absolutely delicious, not only in a
2: cocktail, but you can cook with it, right? You can. You absolutely can. Now, Mike, Kevin just sent me a new shipment, so I got a little bit more, and I've been making some beef jerky lately. Really? Yeah. Now I know you're the meat master. <laughs> but, but I I tried my hand at it. I said, you know, I want to make some beef jerky. And I've got a pretty decent beef jerky recipe. And it's got a little bit of soy sauce, a little bit of Worcestershire, a little bit of, you know, onion powder, garlic powder, those kind of things. But I always put brown sugar in it. Well, this time Kevin sent me a bottle of his granulated maple sugar. Wow. And I decided that I was going to substitute the maple sugar for the brown sugar. Oh, game changer. Let me tell you. Total game changer. Total game changer. Some of the best beef jerky you've ever had. So I'm going to make another batch here in in about a week, and I'll be sure to get you some.
1: Man, that that sounds delicious. Vivian took, and we just got an air fryer like most people got these days, right? And uh, she took and soaked fresh pineapple in that maple syrup and then put it in the air fryer and it kind of crisped up a little bit. Oh, sounds Uh, good. It was just magically delicious. Um, And people probably wonder why we love it so much. Kevin competed in the Maple Festival uh, last year, 2021, and he was named Grand Champion. Uh, That's saying something.
2: So Seldom Seam Farms, Grand Champion, Of the 2021 Maple Syrup Festival.
1: Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's saying something. Yeah. You're going up against some heavy hitters in maple syrup. And I know we're we're talking about just the syrup, but, um, you know, that's something to be proud of. Uh, Hats off to you, Kevin, for winning that. Kevin's also uh, competing in a couple other competitions. Make sure you check out his website. Check out his social media on Instagram and Facebook. You won't be uh, disappointed. If you want to buy something... From him, where can they go, Jim?
2: You can go to seldomseenmaple.com. And Kevin and his crew, they've got a great website, very easy to navigate. They've got all their products on there. You can buy their maple syrup by the bottle. You can buy it by the case. Uh, You can buy that sugar. Oh, my goodness, Mike. That stuff is so good. Uh, And they've got some other gift sets there, too. So you definitely want to check it out. Well, he's also going to be in some distilleries pretty shortly here. Um, some distilleries
1: from, that I love and I know you love. He's going to be down Leaper's Fork. Um, you can find his syrup down there, aged in their barrels. Treaty Oak down in Dripping Springs, Texas. Um, I was just out there. His syrup's going to be there. Awesome. Um, and at Garrison Brothers in Texas, if you think uh, you love some maple syrup, make sure you go to Garrison Brothers and pick up a bottle from them also. Uh, Kevin, appreciate it. Uh, I know he he loves people. You're supporting a local farmer, a local product, a small family. This is no factory place that's putting out maple syrup, right, Jim? This is a good man doing good work. Yeah, got to love it. Well, make sure you check out his site. Like Jim said, seldomseenmaple.com. Pick up a bottle today. All right, listeners, we are back, and we still got Kevin Holly with us from Seldom Seen Farm up in Ohio. Uh, He is one of our main sponsors. We love having his product and stuff. Uh, So, Kevin, for this second half, I made a little cocktail uh, to put your syrup in. This is called a cozy maple pumpkin bourbon cocktail with apple cider. You know, that, that just says fall right there, right?
0: Oh, yeah, for
1: sure, for sure. So what this has in it, 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 obviously, I use the New Riff uh, Red Turkey Wheat Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. um, Two dashes of uh, orange bitters, some pumpkin puree, uh, which is just pumpkin pie filling out of the store. Two ounces of your bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. Some two dashes of pumpkin spice and six ounces of apple cider. And then I rimmed the glass with some cane sugar. Nice. I shook, shook that up in a uh, shaker with some ice and then strained it out. Um, I'm going to tell you what, this is absolutely magic right here. So listeners, if you didn't catch all that, uh, I will definitely have that on our post and on our website, uh, that recipe for you. But. Hey, Kevin, I know you're, you're stuck there just drinking bourbon um, yeah, still, just, but yep. cheers. Cheers, man. That's fall in a glass right there <laughs> all day long. That,
0: that probably tastes like fall, right?
1: Yeah. So once again, it's the cozy maple pumpkin bourbon cocktail with apple cider. I know guys are like that. Pumpkin's not good. I'm telling you that it, the pumpkin puree in there, when you stirred it up, um, at first I was like, mm, I don't know about this, but it, it's perfect. It is perfect. It looks like a fall drink. You could probably even have this warm and it would taste amazing. Um, but your bourbon barrel uh, aged maple syrup just gives it that extra kick. Awesome. I love it. So, do you got any other cocktails you, you make up?
0: so i'm i just go with the old-fashioned honestly two ounces of bourbon half ounce of the syrup uh throw an orange peel in there pour it over ice is 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 my go-to i love bourbon neat and if i'm doing a cocktail i just i stick with the old-fashioned
1: yeah jim swears he swears by your syrup in an old-fashioned uh i think that's all he uses uh when i go over there he'll make one for me and that's what he's making it with he's always uh He's always drinking those. Now, everybody's probably saying, where is Jim at right now? Where in the world is Jim? Jim is actually up in Brown County, Indiana right now. I will guarantee he's actually sipping on some bourbon from a distillery up there in Brown County. uh, That'll be a future guest. So, uh, Jim, I'm hoping you're enjoying yourself um, sipping on that bourbon. Let's get back to this. So, you got some other products out, right, Kevin? Kevin.
0: We do. We do. We have a couple new products this year. Uh, the, the newest one is our bourbon barrel aged coffee. So I guess that came about, I don't even know how that really happened is is I had extra barrels on one of my runs. I didn't have enough syrup to fill them. And I know a local coffee, uh, maker barista, I guess they would be called. And, uh, she gave me a bag of beans, 60 pound bag of, of coffee beans. And I threw it in a barrel. It was kind of our, our experiment together that we didn't know how it was going to end up. I know that other people were doing it, um, and we let it age for I think six weeks the first time, and it turned out phenomenal. I mean we have we have customers raving about it. It it, it really has a it doesn't have so much as a bur- a bourbon flavor, but it's more of the the barrel the the char and the oaky flavor to it. Some vanillas come out in it. And it's just phenomenal. It is phenomenal. I think I sent you guys a couple bags of that as well. A few weeks ago, yeah, maybe.
1: I actually drank that this morning. Um, and this is how I drank it. <laughs> uh, Cause I didn't have to work today. So I've been into cold brew lately. So yep. i I made some cold brew. I stuck it in the fridge, chilled it down. Uh, I added a uh, two shots of bourbon cream inside there into my coffee, shook it up. Nice. And uh, that's how I had my cold brew this morning. Um, so nice. bourbon and bourbon together nice, is just nice. a plus.
0: Yeah. I keep hearing that's the way to have bourbon barrel aged coffee is a cold brew. I mean, I, I've, I've never even had a cold brew coffee before, so I I couldn't tell you, but I love it just black. You know, there's no sweeteners in it. There's, there's no cream or anything. I just, it tastes great to me. Just black. So.
1: Yeah. That, that'd be another way to drink it and stuff. I just needed that little bourbon kick today. Cause oh, yeah. I didn't wake up. Oh, yeah. I didn't wake up listeners. I didn't wake up till it was like almost 11 o'clock today. Uh, I'm like a night, night animal right now. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. I was going to throw out our other product real quick too, is if you don't mind is our, our bourbon barrel aged barbecue sauce. It uses our syrup in it too. Um, I think I sent you guys a couple of bottles of that. It's a super super sweet barbecue sauce that is extra sticky. So,
1: yeah, I've ate it on ribs. That's a you know, I usually don't like to smother my ribs or my barbecue in barbecue sauce, but this is a barbecue sauce that has that bourbon flavor to it. Uh, I think you hit it spot on. Um, now, are you, are you sending that stuff to distilleries also? Or
0: Yeah, a couple of distilleries are, uh, are taking it on for, um, for their, their retail store. Um, the problem is now we, we don't have enough supply of the coffee to, to offer to everybody. So I know the bar distillery is going to have it. Um, I think Pine Bluffs is going to be having it. And we're going to work on a few more, try to up our inventory, you know, into 2023. And we will have all these products at Bourbon on the Banks. We will have plenty of products there to sell everybody. So.
1: Well, since you brought it up and we've talked about it before, so the event that's coming up this weekend is Bourbon on the Banks. It's October 1st in Frankfort, Kentucky. Tickets are still available.
0: Yeah, the Bourbon on the Banks show, I think, is probably one of the best shows uh, that I've been to. The The crowd and the people is phenomenal. It's absolutely amazing.
1: So listeners that website where you can get your tickets is bourbononthebanks.org you can still get those tickets today there's over 80 distilleries I don't know how many vendors in there. I'd say 40 or 50 vendors there. There's a beer tent there. There's a, a winery, a couple wineries there that'll have wine. If you're not a bourbon drinker or if you're bringing somebody that's not a bourbon drinker, there's beer and, and wine. Uh, plus the Bourbon Road. The Bourbon Road has a lounge there called the Bourbon Road Lounge. So we have two bars inside our tent. We have a bourbon roadies lounge for our private Facebook uh, group, the bourbon roadies. And then also we have a sponsor distillery, which is Leapers Fort Distillery out of Leapers Fort, Tennessee. They'll be in there pouring whiskey. You can meet some bourbon royalty inside our lounge. April Weller Cantrell, that middle middle name Weller, Bourbon Royalty mm-hmm. right there. Plus we're gonna have Denny Potter and Jane Bowie, who just left Maker's Mark, they will also spend some time inside our lounge, uh, so you can chat with them. You can chat with us. We'll have our swag there. Kevin's going to be right next to us. We'll also have uh, smoke your bourbon barrel proof uh, bourbon chips there. They're going to be right there near us. We'll have some other people. Everybody wants to be around that that Bourbon Road Lounge, right, Kevin?
0: They do. They do. We were uh, actually by accident. I guess this is the way they planned it out last year. We were two doors down from the Bourbon Road tent, and let me tell you, there were so many people coming in and out of that tent. It was unbelievable. There was a line actually outside of probably twenty or thirty people just waiting to get in. It was pretty cool to see. Um, I snuck in, kind of cut the line a couple times, I think, and got a few pours. But uh, I had to get back to work, so the, so the people let me, and uh, it was it was pretty cool to see. It was pretty cool to see, and conveniently we are uh, right next door again this year So <laughs> that worked out. I, uh, I, I think I had to twist Diane's uh, arm a little bit just to get me there, but uh, we made it happen. So
1: yeah, Diane is just amazing. She actually just texted me right now. Uh, and uh, we had a listener win some tickets and she actually um, just sent him his tickets and stuff. And I'm just so excited about this festival. Now, <laughs> The Kentucky Bourbon Festival was great. It's four days long. Uh, well, me and Jim are worn out from it, but bourbon on the banks—that's like being home for us because it's right down the road for us. Um, and we get to see great friends like you. All of our other friends will be there. It's just a party for five straight hours, right there on the Kentucky River, right down the road from um, Buffalo Trace. You could smell the mash cooking up there. It's just a a great time. I look forward to to sampling your products while we're there. Maybe even wake up and make some pancakes and um, one morning and pour some of that syrup over them and stuff. It's just just a great time. Kevin, so you can, just not in distilleries, but you can go online and buy your products, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's our biggest presence right now. Uh, You know, to buy direct is online at seldomseenmaple.com the 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 support that the community has shown, you know, all the roadies. I ship all the time. I actually got an order today uh, from one of the roadies. They said they actually heard it on the Bourbon Road podcast the other day, and uh, I mean, that's no lie. There, they I sent out a couple bottles to them, threw in an extra goodie for them, and uh, the orders come in all the time. It's just that support from from everybody who listens to this podcast is is overwhelming. It's it's great to be shipping directly to consumers from another industry right it's it's how these two paths kind of cross and and support each other it's it's great to see so
1: yeah we love to hear that, that 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 the ads work that that the podcast works for your business for a small business person and we we talked about that you know that's the reason why we picked you you know we picked you because you're a small farmer you really are craft made artisan. It's making maple syrup. It's not a giant factory out there in the middle of an industrial complex. You actually have a timber frame uh, sugar house that you built with your hands. You're the ones out there tapping the trees, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do all the work ourselves. You know, it's, it's myself and my wife, uh, my eight year old helps, you know, how, how eight year old help goes. But, uh, he definitely helps out. And yeah, we're doing it. We're doing the work. We're, we're hustling. We're distributing, you know, we're doing everything from, from start to finish. It's not, there's, there's no huge employees. There's no factory lines. Like you said, it's just, I mean, we just want to put out that quality product every time. And even if it doesn't scale to anything bigger, I would rather keep the product true to, to, to the craft, you know?
1: Yeah, that, to me that screams American. It screams patriotism. You know, I knew you were just uh, up in uh D.C. kind of lobbying for farmers, talking to senators, and uh, yeah. talking about the American farmer, talking about that
0: American pride. Right? Yeah, for sure. We uh, we spend three or four days in D.C. every year uh, through the group I'm involved in with Farm Bureau. It's called the President's trip to D.C. And we advocate for farmers. It doesn't matter if you're a grain farmer, you know, you do livestock, you do specialty like maple. We actually sit down with these congresspeople for, for two days. We meet with tons and tons of them and uh, advocate for farmers. You know, we, it was pretty cool. I met one three weeks ago, and then I met one, the same one, in D.C. last week. And uh, he told, you know, his other congresspeople a story of, of me and how, when I got started, the barriers of entry were, were so hard for young farmers to get in, that there's gonna be such a decline in farmers in the next 20 years that I don't know what's gonna happen with American food, you know, American corn, American beans, you know, just all the grain products that go into these distilleries that these distilleries just use tons and tons and tons of. It seems like the farmers are going away slowly but surely and and we we go to DC to advocate for them on their behalf cuz not everybody can get off the farm and and you know go to DC conveniently and get these appointments so so we kind of do it for them um it's a uh non-paying job by any means for me we it's all strictly volunteer so we're just looking out for for the industry for the fellow farmers and just trying to make America just keep rolling you know even in these tough times so
1: yeah, I mean I, I I totally get it. It's like that generation if if we don't take care of farmers right now and help them out and advocate for them, we're going to lose that. Um we're going to lose that breadbasket of America. Hopefully you took some of this bourbon barrel aged maple syrup and put it in their hands and said, "Hey, you need to try this," right? I
0: I did actually uh 3 weeks ago I gave a bottle to uh Senator Sherrod Brown here from Ohio. He's from the uh, the Eastern part of the state of Ohio and his aides came up to me and actually said when I was in DC that how great that syrup was. And it, it was actually in his refrigerator in his office. So, and that's no lie. He, uh, he enjoys it. And they had it actually on the uh, vanilla ice cream, which I recommended. So awesome.
1: Awesome, man. Well, Kevin, man, I, I drank down my cocktail. That was that good
0: <laughs> nice i have a little bit left here i'll finish so
1: <laughs> yeah so listeners uh if you're wondering what i was drinking there what was my cocktail if you didn't catch that it was the cozy maple pumpkin bourbon cocktail with apple cider now that's pretty amazing right um i took some new riff bourbon um I probably put a little bit extra in there, 2.5 ounces, a little bit of orange bitter, some apple cider, some pumpkin puree, uh, some of Kevin's bourbon barrel aged maple syrup, and some pumpkin spice. And then I rimmed my glass with some cane sugar, Uh, shook it up in a, a shaker with some ice, poured it into a rocks glass, and enjoyed the hell out of it. So make sure you go to his website. Kevin, what's that website? it is seldom
0: seen maple.com
1: go over there check out his products Make sure you purchase items from this farmer right here, American-made, American American pride right there. Um, You're not going to get any better. You don't just have to eat it on pancakes like this fat guy does, like I always like to say. uh, We want you to pour it in your cocktail. Use it with your bourbon. Don't use that old nasty uh, sugar water that everybody else is using in their uh, cocktails. Use some of this maple syrup right here. It is absolutely delicious. Jim would... Guarantee you that uh, he'll promise you that. Um, also, if you're at Bourbon on the Banks, or if you want to go to Bourbon on the Banks, make sure you stop by Kevin's booth there. Kevin, you're going to have all your products there.
0: Yeah, we will have all of our products there. We will have plenty. Um, we are bringing a trailer load, so you know we we appreciate the support. We'll have just tons. Just look for the huge line at the Bourbon Road, and just look next door, and we'll be there.
1: Are you going to have your cotton candy there?
0: I, you know, I got a huge order of cotton candy today, and I think I'm gonna double down uh, this Friday and just make an enormous batch, and we will have cotton candy at Bourbon on the Banks for sure. Oh
1: man, it, well, folks, if you haven't had this cotton candy, um, it is it is truly unique. It's made out of this maple syrup, man. It, it just kind of takes you back to your youth, right? It, it does
0: From eating cotton candy. So it does for sure, for sure. And <sighs> it, yeah, before we jump off, Mike, I just want to thank all these listeners. I mean, these everybody who supports us. It is just overwhelming, and I just cannot thank each and every one of you enough.
1: Well, let's 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 talk about where that money goes. It, you actually have a family, right? You got a wife and children.
0: Yeah, we do. I've been married 15 years. We have an eight-year-old son named Chase and a four-year-old daughter named Cora. And uh, that money goes, obviously, right back into our homestead here. You know, it it puts shoes on, on our kids, you know, for baseball. It sponsors our local teams. It, it we, we try to give back as much as we can to the community. and And that's where that money goes. We're not making millions. You know, we're not some huge, you know grocery store or or whatever, you know, plastic factory, McDonald's type of thing. We are just investing in ourselves, investing in our family and investing in our community. So that's, that's where, that's where the funds go. So it's, uh, it's, it's greatly appreciated. It really, really is. We,
1: We love that sweat equity. That's, that's what America was built on right there. Uh, so Kevin, where can our listeners find you guys on social media?
0: On social media, we are at Seldom Seen Farm. We uh, we post as much as we can and as much as we have time for, but you know how uh, how busy these schedules get. We, uh, we posted a bunch yesterday, which I forgot to mention, is uh, actually Ohio Liquor Agency was here yesterday. They sent eight camera crews up here, eight people in a camera crew yesterday, to do a cover story on how bourbon, and maple and agriculture go hand in hand. So they spent about seven hours here yesterday uh, shooting video, doing a cover story, um, just, just covering everything about maple, our barrels, our industry. So look for that at uh, OHLQ.com or .org, I think pretty soon. Next two months, I think they're going to have a cover story out on us. And they're actually even talking about coming back and doing a part two documentary on maple syrup. so
1: That's just simply, a it's, it's amazing. I, I love to see stuff like that happening for you, Kevin. Um, and we look forward to you. You've been a great sponsor this year. You've actually helped us get down the bourbon road. And I can't thank you enough for actually coming on today, but being uh, the sponsor of the bourbon road and believing in Jim and I and what we're actually doing uh, to support great products across America.
0: Um, hats off to you, brother absolutely thank you so much i appreciate it
1: so kevin i know the listeners are wondering do we have a giveaway so what do you got for
0: one lucky listener oh man i tell you what we have an awesome giveaway right now with our new products so we'll give away a gift basket Uh, i don't know if i have a gift basket big enough anymore it might have to come in just a cardboard box but what we're going to do is give away a bourbon barrel aged syrup a bourbon barrel aged coffee our bourbon barbecue sauce and I'll throw in a bunch of goodies. You mentioned that cotton candy earlier. I'll probably throw in three or four cotton candies, uh, some traditional maple syrup, some maple sugar, and anything else that we have. We have a maple or a bourbon maple candle even made for us uh, from somebody locally in Kentucky. I'll throw one of those in, and uh, I'll probably write you a little love letter or something, saying thank you so much for the support, and uh, we'll uh, we'll ship it out as soon as we get that name. So.
1: So, listeners, this is the way we're going to do this one right here because uh, we need Kevin to get as much support as possible on Instagram, Facebook, uh, on TikTok. We need we need people to get everywhere and stuff. But uh, our main place is our roadies. Um, they're the ones that buy the most probably from our, our podcast. Uh, so, we're going to do this giveaway on the Bourbon Roadies. So, listen up, um, roadies what you got to do is invite three people to the roadies and you got to comment hashtag seldom seen farm hashtag bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. That's that's two hashtags, but Kevin just gave you an amazing gift basket. Uh, We'll choose that uh, listener at 10 o'clock Eastern standard time. Um, from the bourbon roadies so if you're on instagram make sure you join the bourbon roadies it's simple it's easy i'm going to tell you how to do that in a second but uh, kevin man what a great giveaway we hope that gets you some more people um, buying your products we can't wait to see you at bourbon on the bank so once again thank you for coming
0: on the bourbon road my pleasure thank you sir
1: So, listeners, you know what I'm about to say. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, all those great places. I brought up the Bourbon Roadies on Facebook, our private Facebook group. We are almost 3,000 strong inside that group. Um, We got three easy rules, though. Are you 21? Do you love bourbon? Hell, everybody loves bourbon, right? And do you agree to play nice because we don't tolerate any rudeness in that group? Meaning if you drink from the very bottom of the shelf, that old 10 high like I used to drink, that stuff is worse than moonshine. Uh, All the way to the top of the shelf like Jim likes to drink from, that E.H. Taylor barrel proof. It's so delicious. Whatever you like to drink. We want you to celebrate life, celebrate weddings, celebrate retirements, uh, births. And even deaths, if you have a loved one that passed away, we want you to raise a glass to them and let all the other roadies raise a glass to them too and celebrate that life. I'm serious. We do not let anybody cut anyone off in the knees in that group. Uh, They'll find their ways to other groups, not in the bourbon roadies. So check that group out. We'd really appreciate it. We do two shows every week where we review a bourbon on one show, usually a craft distiller, but sometimes a big boy. We'll tell you what we think about that bourbon, about that whiskey, um, whether you should buy it or not, whether you should have it on your shelf. And then we do one long show, hour long, get you 30 minutes to work, 30 minutes back. Great guests like Kevin Holly here from Seldom Seen Farm up in Ohio um, with great products, great whiskeys check out those the way you can make sure that you're not going to miss a show is you want to scroll on to the top of that app you're listening to hit that check sign that plus sign that subscribe sign that app will let you know hey these two jokers have a show that came out today and then we need you to scroll on down hit that five star review give us some comments we're actually at 200 reviews right now we could always use more but we love those reviews you know what I'm gonna say if you don't though if you don't leave us that five-star review of those comments, the big bad booty daddy of bourbon will come over to your house with this new riff, red turkey wheat. you will bring some of this bourbon barrel aged maple syrup, and we'll make some cocktails all night long. By the end of the night, you'll leave us that five-star review and those comments, I guarantee you. But seriously, like I said... Those comments, those reviews, they open up doors to distilleries. They get great whiskey in our hand. Get great guests on our show like Kevin Holly here. Uh, We'd really appreciate it. Now, Jim and I are very approachable. You can always reach out to us at our emails. He is... Jim at The Bourbon Road. I'm Mark at The Bourbon Road. Best place to probably reach us, though, is on our DMs on Instagram. He's Jay Shannon, 63. I'm Big Bourbon Chief. You can also reach us on our website, thebourbonroad.com. On there, you're going to find our articles. You're going to find our reviews. You're going to find the podcast. And you're also going to find our swag on there. Make sure you check out that website. We really appreciate you listening to this episode and giving support to uh, Kevin Holly and Seldom Seen Farm. This is Big Chief, and I'll see you on down the Bourbon Road.